0: Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lectio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast, followed by a reflection. Abandonment to Divine Providence by Jean-Pierre de Cossard, S.J. Book 1, Chapter 2, Section 6, The Treatment of the Divine Action The divine action as manifested in daily events is treated by many Christians in as unworthy a manner as the Jews treated the sacred body of Jesus. The world is full of infidelity. How unworthy are its thoughts of God. It complains continually of the divine action in a way that it would not dare to use towards the lowest workman about his trade. It would reduce God to act only within the limits and following the rules of its feeble reason. it presumes to imagine it can improve upon his acts. These are nothing but complaints and murmurings. We are surprised at the treatment endured by Jesus Christ at the hands of the Jews. But, O divine love, adorable will, infallible truth, in what way are you treated? Can the divine will ever be inopportune? Can it be mistaken? But there is this business of mine. I require such a thing. The necessary helps have been taken from me. That man thwarts all my good works. Is it not most unreasonable? This illness comes on just when my health is most necessary to me. To all this, there is but one answer. That the will of God is the only thing necessary. Therefore, what it does, not grant, must be useless. My good souls, nothing is wanting to you. If you only knew what these events really are that you call misfortunes, accidents, and disappointments. And in which you can see nothing but what is irrelevant or unreasonable. You would lie deeply ashamed and excuse yourselves of your complainings as of blasphemies. But you never think of them as being the will of God. And his adorable will is blasphemed by his own children, who refuse to acknowledge it. When you were on earth, O my Jesus, the Jews treated you as a demoniac. And called you a Samaritan. And now, although it is acknowledged that you live and work through all the centuries of time, how is your adorable will received? That will worthy of all benediction and praise forever. Has one moment passed from the creation to the present time? And will one moment pass even to the day of judgment, in which the holy name of God will not deserve praise? That name which fills all the ages and everything which takes place in the ages. That name by which everything is sanctified. What? Can the will of God do me harm? Shall I fear or fly from the will of God? And where shall I find anything better if I dread the divine action in my regard or regret the effects of his divine will? We ought to listen attentively to the words uttered in the depths of our heart at every moment. If our sense and reason do not understand nor enter into the truth and goodness of these words, is it not because they are incapable of appreciating divine truths? Ought I to wonder that my reason is bewildered by mysteries? When God speaks... It is a mystery, and therefore a death blow to my reason and senses. For it is the nature of mysteries to compel the sacrifice of both. Mystery makes the soul live by faith. For all the rest, there is nothing but contradiction. The divine action by one and the same stroke kills and gives life. The more one feels the death to the senses and reason, the more convinced should one become that it gives life to the soul. The more obscure the mystery to us, the more light it contains in itself. This is why a simple soul will discover a more divine meaning in that which has the least appearance of having any. The life of faith is a continual struggle against the senses. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's light love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What is a mystery? Well, in the context in which Father De Ossad is speaking, A mystery is some truth that exceeds our understanding. It exceeds our ability to understand. it. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard what God has prepared for those who love him, St. Paul says. A mystery is not a lack of intelligibility. A mystery is not something that is untruthful. No, a mystery to us is like the light of the sun to our eyes. The mystery is to our mind what a huge bright light is like to our eyes. That is, it's so truthful, it's so intelligible, it's so filled with wisdom It's so infinite in its meaning that we can't grasp it. And in that way, it is blinding to us. It's a death blow to our senses and our reason, because there's no way our senses and our reason can grasp, can perceive what's fully going on here. And the Eucharist is a proof of this. What can our taste and smell and eyes tell us about this Holy Eucharist? It tells us that it's a piece of bread. That's all it tells us. But is it possible that this little piece of bread, what seems like bread, and this little chalice of wine carries within it the most important mysteries of our faith? Is it possible that the secret of human history, the secret of the history of the church, is the celebration of mass? That this is the golden chain, mass after mass, link after link, that runs through history? That God is doing more in the Holy Eucharist in that little host in the monstrance, in that little host in the the tabernacle. He's doing more in that way than in any other way. That that's the secret to the world maintaining itself even. Is that possible? Well, by faith, yes. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, Jesus, says, you have no life within me. With desire, I have desire to eat this meal. In other words, there's nothing in the Eucharist as we're looking at it, as we're receiving it, in that moment, apart from the hearing of the words that we heard at Mass, there's nothing to the senses or to the reason that says, this is the secret of the Church. This is the secret of my life. And yet it is. There's too much light There's too much truth for us to grasp. And every mystery is like that. Every mystery appears to our minds and our senses to be way less than it truly is. It appears to be something that we can't fully understand. But God can understand. A mystery is not something that is unintelligible in itself it's not something contradictory in itself it's not something that doesn't make any sense no it makes perfect sense to god and in heaven it will make sense to us too but here outside of certain moments we walk by faith and this can be for some of us a very terrible night of faith especially when things go contrary to everything we could wish. When things happen to loved ones, to friends, to ourselves that are incredibly painful. If it's possible, Lord, let this cup pass from us, but not our will, but thy will be done. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.